First and foremost, we'd like to welcome the angel of Donald Trump to Joel's bar today. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Glory. Low priest of the new covenant. <laughs> Way better than high priest. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Jesus. Exciting, yeah. You guys want to see him again? Yeah, they're just fiending out there, drooling at the mouth. Go ahead, take a drink off the angel of Trump. He died on the cross for your sins. You think I'm joking? It's called co crucified, buddy. If you ain't drinking from Trump, you ain't even saved. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, man. <laughs> look at the, don't those lasers look beautiful on his anointed head? Those, those thumbs up just pointing you in the way of life. Amen. Of course. We fully give our official Red Letter Ministries endorsement to Donald Trump and all Republicans only and not a single Democrat in the whole country. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Man, you the right wing. That's true. We are the right wing and the left wing of the cherubim of the glory. Remember, we dwell between the wings of the cherubim on the mercy seat called the cross. Glory. <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful to be here today. You guys have a good refreshing break. Alrighty then. <laughs> it was a very intense week of upgrades. Going into realms that no one can foresee even if you're told. Jesus walked into realms just by obedience to the Father. Father wouldn't always give him the total picture, the total blueprint. <laughs> Jesus had to walk by faith, didn't he? Otherwise, he couldn't grow. If he had perfect vision, 
then he wouldn't have any growing. He grew in vision for 33 years until his vision was so clear that he could fly up into the cloud of God the Father. See, on the mountain of transfiguration, he wasn't flying into the cloud, was he? Wasn't mature enough. He could stand in the Father's glory on the top of the mountain, Matthew 16. Couldn't fly up into it, though. Because he was still growing. In the final stages of his growing, you look at this, John the Baptist said of Jesus Christ, One comes after me who's greater than I, whose sandals I'm not fit to untie. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Behold the Lamb. So you have three different realms there from the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. Spirit, fire, lamb. Spirit, fire, blood. This is the progression of the Messiah. John the Baptist laid it out for Jesus of Nazareth. Cousins. Family business. Very precious. Ah. <sighs> Thank you, Father, for family business. The water, the fire, in this new season, the blood, blood priests. A year ago, we had the water priests. Six months ago, we had the fire priests. Now, we're entering the blood priests. All three seasons were in the hundredfold glory realms. But they are completely and totally different. Going from glory to glory is going from 30-fold water, 30-fold fire, 34 blood. Maybe next year it'll be 31-fold. Maybe your first year it's 10-fold water. Maybe it's one-fold water. But you can only be born again of the Spirit and the water. So everyone in the kingdom of heaven whose name's written in the Lamb's book of life starts with their toe in the water. John chapter 3, it is written. Who advances into the fire? Pentecostals do. On Pentecost they got tongues of fire go ahead pray in tongues with me just participate for just a couple minutes release the tongues of fire it'll carry you into the realm of blood good 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 Interactive. Don't just be a viewer, be a participator. Interactive multimedia glory technology. Called prophetic ministry. Where everything's alive. Your spirit and my spirit are one spirit. Your mind of Christ, my mind of Christ, one mind of Christ. Your blood of Jesus, my blood of Jesus, one river of life. One blood. Rashi terebo rokoromosuko. 
until you're literally brothers and sisters in the blood glory. Zikatoreso. Blood glory. Hallelujah. Thank you. It's wonderful. Praying the little tongues together corporately is so powerful. Whenever you come together, it's important to do a little of that, to pray together in tongues together. That's what they did. You know, when the apostles were going around, he'd baptize them in the Holy Spirit, and then they'd use the gifts together. And then the apostles would teach them and give them words to go deeper in corporate encounters, in corporate raptures. You have to take churches of cities corporately in raptures, in ecstasies, in teachings, in revelations, in intimate knowledge of Him. And if you do it individually, you'll pioneer it, but God will always send you back. There's not one trailblazer or forerunner or pioneer from Genesis to Revelation that didn't get equipped for himself but for others. <laughs> the only reason you're being taught right now after you're born again is to get your spirit so built up that your cup overflows so you can say the spirit and the bride say come and drink. Your spirit overflowing out of your bowels flows rivers of living water. John 7:38. King James Version says belly. Amplified classic in the Greek it says innermost being. If you look up the word innermost being, it's the word womb. Birthing rivers. Wow. <laughs> so just like in birth, there's blood and there's water. And in second birth, spiritual rebirth, there's blood and water. So you have the blood and water of the animal first, which represents the old covenant. Your mother's blood and your mother's water were broken for you to be born into the earth. Now the blood and the water of Jesus were broken for you to be born into the heavens. Amen? Which blood are you drinking? The carnal mind automatically drinks of the blood of the woman. The blood of flesh. Which means the life energy. I'm not talking about vampirism. I'm talking about prophetic understanding and wisdom. Subconsciously, by being born in the earth, you are receiving information and energy that was passed down to you in blood. We talk about bloodlines. We talk about genealogies, Old Testament, New Testament. You talk about your family tree. What is it? Blood. Now we have talked about the headwaters in past revelations. Headwaters. Now we're going to talk about heart waters. We're going to talk about, instead of the water, what it means to be the source of blood. This is a higher revelation, but it's also a lower revelation. Because revelation causes you to expand your spirit through your heart, up ascending and down descending. 
Remember, when you're formed in your mother's womb, your spirit is wrapped in your heart. And then your ears are formed to listen. And the words that you receive in your mother's blood and in the blood of others around you creates your atmospheric environment that trains your soul and your belief systems for the quality of your life on earth. So if your spirit's inside your blood, if your spirit is inside your heart, then there needs to be a new spirit put in you. And there needs to be a new bloodline put in you. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. So that your spirit is not locked in fallen blood. But now is free from the flesh, no longer in it, in the blood of Jesus. And that's ultimately what the blood of Jesus does. On the doorposts or on the gate, on the window of the soul, for your spirit to be free from all the curse of the law that works against wrongdoing in your bloodlines. So the law works against the animal that if even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. So there are stones and tablets of stones against anything evil that's currently in your blood, in your heart, and it does not matter if you know about it or are aware of it. Doesn't matter. The angels are know about it, and they actually don't want you to be convicted, right? The Holy Spirit convicts because the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you what's in your blood for sanctification, for crystal clear, sparkling hearts to go back through the Holy Spirit generations of Jesus Christ's blood, the genealogies of Jesus, the family of the Father, the family tree of the Father is called the tree of life and the life was in the bloodlines of the messiah that anyone that was anointed of the holy spirit since adam to present time is a member of the family tree or bloodlines of jesus christ and that's why he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters hebrew says we drink his blood or you know if you don't drink the blood you're not going to feel like blood family it's not going to be real it's going to be external religion it's going to be totally fake and you're not actually a part of that family and so that's why those people are still of the family tree of satan called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because it doesn't have any blood in it and your bloodlines are still pastored by the fallen angels it's all about blood <laughs> everyone knows every christian on the planet that's ever lived knows it's about the blood of jesus but you understand wisdom has mixed her wine, that Jesus Christ has been made wisdom unto us so that your blood has to mix with his in order to be saved physically, in order to be transformed physically. Otherwise, the only benefit you have is you have Christ in your spirit, but everything else in your life is still going to be total hell on earth, which is the garbage heaps of most Christians that live in the world, or the poorest people in the world, they're the most oppressed people in the world. This has been true. I've been in ministry 15 years. People struggle so significantly, and there's grace for it and will help you overcome. But it's not a lie when I've told you that Christians are coming out of Egypt in a much more significant way than the Israelites came out of Egypt. The types and shadows of the 400 years of the Egyptians oppressing the Israelites does not even compare to the oppression you are coming out of under principalities. Almost all of you have never even known a form of Christianity that wasn't under a principality. That's why this is shocking. 
I ordered groceries from Whole Foods today because we're so busy counseling I don't even have time to grocery shop and I love it. It's the best ever. And when the groceries arrived, five bags at my apartment, instead of my name, which is normally on there, they had just shock. S-H-O-C-K. Shock one, shock two, shock three, shock four, shock five. All five bags said shock on it. And I said, what is this? It's like, it's time to shock them. And I said, shock, like shock prophet, shock prophetics, you know, Ezekiel prophetics. John the Baptist camel hair stuff irritating the Pharisees and calling them snakes. I love it. We'll do it. Whatever. Anything. And he said, no, electroshock therapy. Like to resuscitate a corpse. So <laughs> God is giving electroshock therapy into your heart, into your blood to resurrect you from the dead. And what is dead about you is your blood dead blood so far buried under the moon under a gravitational pull that curses you with the law of Moses and the law of sin and death that is only removed from your heart and your bones and your brain and your eyes by dialysis and what is dialysis a blood transfusion why because the life is in the blood. If you want to go from glory to glory, there has to be an ever-increasing blood transfusion. You can't put down the cup of the new covenant for one day. I mean, we live connected to a dialysis machine. Do you understand that? You were born terminal. I hate to be, you know, the realist here, but when you're born of flesh, you're born terminal, and you have tons of children that die. You have Millions of people that die prematurely. Almost no one has lived a long, full life. Do you understand that? Since Adam, almost nobody has lived a long, full life. Almost everyone that's lived dies in somewhat a premature way. So it's all curses, and it's all because of what is in the blood. So, if you have that understanding, Jesus Christ said only the sick know they need a doctor. We had a meeting today with our friend here in Minneapolis and following a car home from breakfast, it said Dr. Jesus on it. <laughs> if you know you're sick, you know you need Dr. Jesus. And you're hooked up to his bloodline, his throne, his cross, like dialysis. Not once a week dialysis, not twice a week dialysis like you're on your deathbed. Like continuous dialysis and what that means is continuous glory flowing through you like a river now some of you that have a little more revelation are totally excited about this man that sounds juicy I'm excited about that that's gonna be the next level of glory right there that's right but you have to come to an understanding first of your need for constant dialysis and I'm saying literally the Holy Spirit plugging you into the cross and when the Roman soldier speared his side and the blood came out, that blood is going right into you. That physical blood is going right into your heart. You're just like hooked up to the machine, hooked up to the cross. You can't go a day without it. Once you start drinking like that, you start to get a grip for the kingdom of heaven. You can't enter. How are you going to enter the kingdom of heaven except by the blood of the lamb? 
You know the song, Take Me Into the Holy of Holies, Take Me In by the Blood of the Lamb. <laughs> Take a coal and cleanse my lips, here I am. So once the blood takes you in, how do you stay in? How do you stay consistent in the blood that is the new wine? The blood that transfigures your bloodline. Wow. Understanding the necessity of your dialysis. This is critical stuff. This is important. You need to get a vision for it. And you'll become the most functional, amazing releasers of the life of God on the planet when you realize you are terminal from birth. You understand? That's why the ears are formed first around the human spirit in the blood. Just listening for the gospel the first couple days of being in utero as an embryo. <laughs> you're, lo you're listening for the words that are the containers of the blood of Jesus. And if you get them, these people will be born glowing. I recently heard of a baby that was born speaking in tongues. The baby came out of the womb speaking in tongues, people. True story. That is a progression. You could call it an evolution of man. That's evolution there. Because we go from glory to glory. It's evolving in the glory. And the spirit of man is evolving in the second Adam. See, the second Adam is a life-giving spirit. And as you are more life-giving... Not just in spirit, but the spirit rises in your heart in blood. Your bloodlines change and your children are transfiguring and changing. The curses are being removed. The curses of the Middle Ages. The curses of all the religion we've had to go through. The curses of all the murder and all the adultery that's in all of our bloodline. You don't have to go very far back to find cannibalism, murder. I mean, the atrocities of the nations are common to everyone and not everyone is sanctified from them yet that's why you got to love your enemies as yourself because they are yourself because you, your blood is the same human blood as their blood it's not like you have special blood the only special blood is the blood of jesus doesn't matter if you're windsor blood rockefeller blood barthrop blood any kind of blood that's down here needs the blood of Jesus as a blood transfusion in the reptilian bloodlines that are very real because it talks about the red dragon and the river that was coming out of his mouth which is the bloodlines of all fallen humanity and we want to say oh the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds the Windsor Illuminati uh, guys all bloodlines are fallen in the royal dragon's bloodlines of the fallen angels' kingdoms. Remember, Satan brought Jesus up and showed him the kingdoms of this world. So we're talking about royalty of the world in the bloodlines of the red dragon that are real. And so that's the fall. So that's all of you have dragonian bloodlines. That's why you must be born again <laughs> of the spirit in the water because you... You might not be as wicked as Herod or the Pharisees in the synagogue of Satan, but there really isn't that much difference. All humanity's righteousness is filthy rags. 
We want to say, oh, I'm better than Hillary Clinton. Why? Only because you've been on dialysis. Do you understand that? These anti-Christ, anti-Holy Spirit people are just people that aren't plugged up to the machine yet. So our job is to shoot the blood like rivers of wine, create a house of wine, so everything that has breath in the garden gets put on blood oxygen masks or wine masks and gets transfused because they, they're so sick they don't even know they need a doctor. See, do you understand that? See, the, the sickest ones are the ones that don't think they need a doctor. Hello? The ones that think they're healthy are the sickest people on this planet. Much more evil than the ones that know they need a doctor. Hey, it's true. What does it mean? Forgiven even more than you and me. And we learn how to be servants of these wicked, evil people by giving them the blood of his cross. That's why Jesus said, pray for your enemies. He's not saying, justify their sin. These are horrible, murderous people. A lot of them have done atrocities beyond anything you can comprehend because you are not as sick as they are. And you found the doctor and in your small measure of sickness, you tapped yourself up to the blood of his cross and started to change because you realized your condition. <laughs> These people are still so far gone that in a world that has changed so much by so many Christians pressing into the glory of God, they still don't know they need a doctor. Exceedingly dark. Exceedingly wicked. So that means you and I, as forerunners, have to release an exceedingly large amount of mercy. What's the blood of the mercy? The blood came on the mercy seat. The mercy seat's the throne of the Lamb. What is it? Releasing blood into everything that has breath. Remember, they're not even going to appreciate it <laughs> at first. They're not going to understand any of it. But if you become proficient in the ministry of the blood of Jesus, you will change everything around you. There is not a heart that can't be changed when you enter certain levels of sovereignty. Places that Christianity has never gone before. It's called, Behold the throne of God is on earth with men, Revelation says. When the throne of the Father is on earth, you step into the sovereignty of His love, His life, and His light. And that's not something we've stepped into fully yet, because we haven't learned to love perfectly yet. And so your daily testing is your daily love, and your serving of love, which is the blood of His cross coming out of the center of your heart towards those around you. Are you re releasing enough blood to change everyone around you? Are you still judging and critical of them because you haven't sacrificed enough of your heart to even do anything to change the people around you? Now, sometimes the changing is they get driven away. You read about it everywhere in the Bible that people go away. The rich young ruler went away. Jesus told him the truth, ministered perfect love, we all know that Jesus' ministry is absolute perfection, but people constantly went away from Jesus, sad, frustrated, feeling condemned, feeling unworthy. 
Why is that? Because there is no place for his words in their heart. They took it as condemnation in their mind. And they weren't allowed to receive it. They didn't realize how sick they were yet. Whereas you got the woman with the issue of blood for 19 years. She didn't care anymore. <laughs> Crawling in the dirt, just trying to touch his garment. And then there was a blood transfusion and the blood immediately stopped. The sickness was immediately cured. It's about your desperation. So for some people, coming into this level of desperation is complete insanity to them because their life is so good. They're so successful. My family is so good. I don't need that level of Jesus Christ. If I go into those levels of sacrifice, I'll lose my good life. And they go away sad because they don't realize their sickness. Let them go. Jesus didn't follow a single one of those people, did he? Oh, but he leaves the 99 to go after the one. Not if they go away like that. He leaves the 99 to go after the one that is sick, that wants to be connected up to dialysis, that wants the blood transfusion. Remember, the Bible only says that the thirsty will receive drink. <laughs> only the hungry will be fed. These people aren't thirsty or hungry, so Jesus didn't go after a single one of them in the Bible. He let them go. They had to go out there around the mountain and get bitten by scorpions and snakes. And after you've tasted and been that close to Jesus Christ, there is tremendous trials ahead of you every time. Look at what they went through after Jesus ascended into the cloud. Do you realize that within just a few years, every single person in Israel that denied him, in Jerusalem and in Israel, was either enslaved, killed, crucified, or the diaspora sent out into the world? What the heck? So even in the rejection of the Messiah, there was total sovereignty in the moving forward of the new covenant by the power of the gospel that works by its own super energy regardless of any person's reaction it puts things into motion it it moves brains around because it is the lamb on the throne the headship of blood earth is a place of blood and it's the blood of the earth the blood of the nations that produces the most precious desirable dimension for all creation everywhere that's how precious blood is blood is the most precious commodity you learned it in the old covenant did you the new covenant is the blood of Jesus exceedingly more precious than the blood of animals and that was expensive blood those animal sacrifices cost thousands and millions of dollars. And something New Covenant Christians don't even have a grid for. 10,000 bulls, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, a thousand sheep. Solomon slaughtered in just one offering. He did that many times in his life. All the feasts and festivals, there would have been sacrifices of significance like that. That's around several million dollars, guys. Now, it's not about the figure. It's about the sacrifice. It's about the blood. And it's about the understanding of the value. 
That's why New Covenant sacrifice is so important that what you spend your sweat and blood on to produce money has to be given to God. If it's not, you're not putting any value on the blood of Jesus. Truth anyhow. We put value on the blood of the ram, but we do, do we put value on the blood of Jesus? Most, not very much. Not very much at all. And so we have a tremendous amount of revelation on the value of the blood, the value of the wine. Accurate truth. Most people can't hear it. They're too bound up. So this blood that's exceedingly precious, that gives us dialysis, and as you begin to value it and sacrifice everything for this bloodline, then and only then are you serving the family of God. See, even in the mafia, you sacrifice everything for a bloodline. You kill people. You do anything you can to get your family blood ahead. It's all about sacrifice. It's all about loyalty and faithfulness. And in the natural, people are faithful in bloodlines. Some people are incredibly faithful to their bloodline. We haven't been faithful to the bloodline of Jesus. Most people haven't even done hardly anything to develop that bloodline, how precious that bloodline is. We're still perpetuating the bloodline of our mother and father instead of our father in heaven and the sacrificial lamb. That's why we haven't really overcome much. And we're still under powerful sorcerers. And those sorcerers have sacrificed more in the occult. Have paid a higher price. A lot of them have sacrificed their firstborn sons on altars. And many Christians just don't sacrifice anything. It's about me and my convenience and my pleasure. And I just want to feel the presence and the glory. I just want to feel good. And it's like... That's okay that you want to feel heaven, but you have to come into an understanding of the value of the blood sacrifice and the sacrificial system of the new covenant. Otherwise, you're not going to understand Jesus and the blood covenant. It's just going to be very, very invaluable to you because you haven't paid any price for it. What does it cost you in the natural realm? You're still living... living all the convenience of your life, the convenience of your family. You know, it's... So there are measures of sacrifice that we have to walk in in order for that blood to be working by the power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. You can't just say, oh, I want that. I'll take that word. I know what you're saying is true today at Joel's Bar. No, when it goes in, count the cost before you go to war against the creatures in your blood so it's going to be very expensive to change it's going to cost you everything of your external world to be a normal christian there's very few normal christians that have sacrificed all their blood bones brains and then everything outward which is the idolatry of all externalism i mean if you can't sacrifice finances there's zero chance you'll ever sacrifice anything in the spirit. I mean, that's the elementary, basic, day one level of entry sacrifice. And most Christians can't even 
do that. So they're, they're hanging on by a thread. When you begin to value the blood and begin to sacrifice for the blood, the Holy Spirit notices. The Holy Spirit doesn't notice people that are just fake, phony, externalists doing everything for me, myself, and I. Those people go away and are not changing. And just like Jesus didn't follow them, the Holy Ghost on earth does not follow them. He lets them go. I have watched in bewilderment my whole life how people just go out and do anything they want and are never convicted because the Holy Spirit is not even following them. Jesus didn't follow them. Jesus didn't go after them. They, were, they went away. They were sent away. They hardened their heart towards his words. And they were godless. And so they lived pagan, godless, selfish lives and went the wide path of destruction. And they're currently burning in hell. Hell is a very, very real place. And I hope all of you get a tour of hell and not just heaven so you can understand the severity of God towards wickedness and fallen angel activity. So you have a grid and an accurate view of the universe. God created hell for the fallen angels. If you follow the fallen angels and their idolatry and pride, you go there because that's their kingdom and the gates of hell shall not prevail against Peter. So if you're following the anointing, if you're following the rock, Okay, Jesus is the rock, and then he handed the rock to Peter. And upon this rock, Peter, I'm going to build my church. So there's really two kingdoms here. And one is the Holy Spirit, and then every other spirit. That's why it's a wide path, because you have 200 million other spirits, and several hundred million of them tell you they're the Holy Spirit too. You notice that? And they'll give you visions. They'll give you dreams. They'll give you signs and wonders. If you seek miracles like the Jews demand signs and wonders and the Greeks demand knowledge, fallen angels will give you signs and wonders. It's called magic. Book of Revelation says they were performing lying signs and wonders. Janice and Jambres, lying signs and wonders. And we think, oh, that's the occult. No, that's external Christianity. That's the bewitchment of Jezebel who performs the magic arts. You had 950 prophets of Jezebel to one Elijah. They had evidence of their power for a very, very long time to convince so many people to follow the witch, the religious witch. You understand that? They're not just following theology. They're following power they're following demonstrations as they're following Satan everyone that I know in my life that's come out of the occult followed Satan in there by demonstrations of power by how real the devil was by how real the demons are how real the darkness is how you could feel it how real the new age is with the fairy spirits and all the different spirits in this world pretending to be good spirits but appearing in the natural realm deceiving you as evil spirits pretending to be good spirits challenge those spirits like it says test every spirit to see if they're from God for not all spirits have come from God most of them in fact if you're not in the blood of Jesus are going to be straight demons <laughs> and they will freak out and try to kill you 
They don't like to be uncovered as evil. They don't like to be called evil spirits, foul spirits, wicked spirits. They like to be called holy spirits, good spirits. Lo and they, this is the one they like the best. Loving spirits. Oh, yeah. We are loving. The Christians, they're just so exclusive. They're unloving. They only have one spirit. Listen, guys. First of all, we have twice as many spirits as the kingdom of hell. Because one third of the angels fell. We have twice. A spirit is an angel. So these angels, the Bible says, masquerade as angels of light. All of them pretend to be good to you. And that's why the nations follow demons. You wouldn't follow a demon if you knew what it really was. If you came in the glory of the Father, that thing would reveal its scaly face, its horns, how I evil it is and how murderous it is and how every evil spirit has a nature of their father, the devil. So you have a lust spirit has all the lust of Satan in it, a measure of Satan's lust. You have a pride spirit has all the pride of Satan in it. And just like we have the nature and characteristics of God the Father in us that makes us sons and daughters, the demons have the nature and characteristics of Satan that makes them the children of hell, the spirits of hell. And they're all different measures of wickedness. Hundreds of millions of spirits. But unless you're in the glory of the Father and you're just in darkness, they'll always appear to be good. So that's how they get you to interact with them. They're not very few people are actually necromancers that want to go to the very dark spirits. The darkest, deepest, deadest spirits. Most people want to be good people in this world. And so how do the demons, they come as angels of light to deceive. They pretend they're good spirits, loving spirits, and they have all these interactions with these spirits. And you know what's wild is that a lot of people in grace are encountering actually the holy angels while they're still in the occult. And this is where you really need discernment of spirits because sometimes that I've noticed in dealing with so many different religions, we've dealt with every religion, all the weirdest stuff that's out there, we've dealt with it. Sometimes they're encountering God in the midst of their insane occult activity. You can't throw it all out. Remember when you were in darkness? You were having divine encounters, weren't you? People witnessing to you, angels saving your life in car crashes, <laughs> angels saving your life in your mother's womb from abortion attempts, angels working in you while you're in darkness all the time. So it's not just all or nothing. It never is like that. It's measurements. It's measurements of hell and heaven interacting in your souls from the time you're conceived as that flash of light inside the blood of your mother and father. So what we have to do is cleanse the blood and you cleanse the spirits. Because you have 95%, I mean 99% of the people in the world want to be encountering the good angels. I mean, that's why you get into the new age. That's why 100 million people get involved in that. They want to get into love. It's all about love. Problem is, is we don't understand the love of Jesus and its exclusivity to Jesus Christ because the love is the blood. And so you have to cleanse the blood to get rid of demonic influence and to get rid of angels of light that deceive because <laughs> you cannot test these spirits 
when you're in darkness. When you're in darkness, they appear as light, and that light is the dragon's tail that swept one third of the stars. So they can come with a natural light that appears like spiritual light. When you're in dark, when you come into light of the glory of God, that light doesn't work on you, does it? When Acts chapter 9 appeared to Saul of Tarsus, Jesus Christ is brighter than the noonday sun in the desert heat in Damascus. So none of the devil's tricks, sorceries, work on someone in the glory, in the water glory, in the fire glory, especially not in the blood glory. That's why they go the craziest on you when you get into the blood glory, because the blood glory opens and reveals other people's eyes. Listen, you have never had the works of the devil more exposed in the history of the world than right now in 2020. 2020 is about vision, 2020 vision. And it's the blood of Jesus growing in the saints that are learning how to drink that brings all darkness into light. What does Paul say? The hearts of all men will be laid bare. Meaning that the light would be so strong in the heart that Satan can't pretend to be good through fallen angel activity and the works of the devil be revealed in their coverings that have kept them covered. Like we don't know Molech. You say Molech and you say Baal and you say Saturn to the Christians and they think you're talking Chinese. They don't understand any of that language because they're not taught for the glory of God to reveal the works of the devil. The Son of God is manifesting to destroy the works of the devil. Crime, rioting. Look at, the, look at America. Look at Portland. Look at Seattle. Look at LA. Look at New York. All this stuff is why the Son of God is manifesting for crime to go to zero, for murder to go to zero, for drugs and alcohol to go to zero, <laughs> for bad politics, liars to go to zero. For lying to go to zero. Do you understand that that has not happened yet at all? But it's being revealed what's in their heart, and that's part of the sanctification process of civilization's evolution. Very, very necessary. So it always gets ugly because you're chopping up the animal and all the parts are coming out. You're burning the animal. It's smoke is coming off the animal, and the animal is being revealed for how sick it is. And those that are hooked up to divine dialysis are the ones revealing it. They're the ones being persecuted, usually by their own spiritual brothers and sisters. Because they reveal that, hey, there's a deeper level of sacrifice and commitment that you're not willing to go and you're still out there with the rich young ruler in the outer court. <laughs> holding on to your $950 trillion of American wealth, bringing none of it into the temple of Yahweh. Accurate. Wow. So we want the government of God to increase. What does that mean? Power, riches, wisdom, glory, honor, authority, power, might. To be given to the Lamb, it is written. To be given to the Lamb. To be given to the blood of Jesus on the throne. That hasn't happened yet in America at all practically zero there's almost none of that going to the lamb people don't even know where the lamb is you talk to charismatic christians today they think that the lamb is out there in space somewhere you say praise the lord they'll raise their hands up into outer space like he's in saturn like he might be on titan the moon maybe he's the the god mars 
You know, these are, this, maybe he's the god of the Aztecs. Maybe he's up in the sun. We're sun worshipers. You understand? They haven't even brought worship to the lamb. Why? Because the lamb's only in your blood. Lamb is a reference to blood. The blood of the lamb. Behold the lamb that takes away sin. Sin is where? In the blood. If you knew the lamb, you would lay hands on your heart every time it's referenced. You don't even know the lamb or where he is. That reference is exclusive, exclusive to blood and bloodlines. And so these realms are opening up now fresh and new and have never been opened before. Christians are coming out of the most severe bewitchment of all time. You and me both. They taught us in the assemblies of God to turn off the Holy Spirit. Now that you got the gifts, you can turn them on and off like a water faucet. What a bunch of demons. Turning off the water. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Well, what happens if you turn off dialysis, guys? You get seven times worse. That's the majority of what I've experienced so far in ministry, is that people don't realize how sick they are yet. So they think they can just walk away from their dialysis machine next time you check on them and they're seven times worse. I've never seen them not get seven times worse. The rarest anomaly, the enigma of enigmas, is a man or woman that doesn't get seven times worse. Even in my own personal walk, I got seven times worse probably seven times <laughs> before I got sick enough to realize I can't be disconnected from the cross. Without the constant blood transfusion of the fresh blood, which is the fresh glory, all I am is a warlock. All you are is a witch. And you say, oh, it's for those coming out of the occult. You're all the same. No one can say my sins were worse than the other. It's garbage. Very little difference. The sins of the Illuminati are very, very tiny more than your own families. I mean, it's just insane hypocrisy to even differentiate your sins from another family's sins. It's just total hypocrisy because you're really all one human blood. I mean, that's what Revelation says, that out of the mouth of the red dragon flowed the river. So you're all one blood. You can't say, oh, well, that person killed 100 million people at war. You fought in that war. Your grandpa was a colonel in that war. And they came back as war heroes. I mean, every single one of us has submitted to the river of the red dragon's blood. <laughs> Most of you still are right now. It's called hypocrisy. Like there's something good about your blood. It's total insanity. It's the madness of pride. His blood is the only good blood and it must be drunk. That's called the cup of salvation. You drink his blood, drink his sweat. Starts in the garden. Before you even get to the cross, it starts in the garden, doesn't it? Then it starts in the city, and then he's outside the city, which is a completely different level of sacrifice that almost no one has ever gone to. We usually go into the city, and we're around Herod, and we think we're really amazing Christians, and we go into the dungeon, we're like, man, I'm really something. Look at all the sufferings. They pulled my beard. <laughs> They said a mean thing to me. Someone wrote something nasty on Facebook. And, I, you know, my mom said I'm in a cult or something. I mean, like, give me a break. Sticks and stones 
break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Man, you realize that the suffering of the Messiah, they were picking up stones day one of his ministry. Hello? You understand? The first day of Christ's ministry, they brought him to the edge of the cliff at his home synagogue in Nazareth to throw him off. Execution-style murder, first day of ministry. None of you have had it that bad. You haven't had someone pull a gun on you the first time you witness and say, I'm going to blow your freaking brains out. Jesus did. You haven't suffered anything. You don't even know what suffering is. So let's just get a grip on that first. We, are, we have it so easy, it's stupid, that our complaining should be non-existent in our vocabulary. Almost all the load of suffering was on the Messiah and previous apostles. The apostles of this generation, me and you and others, have it the easiest of all the apostles that have ever lived. This is not, this is supernatural suffering. This is sorcery suffering. This is misunderstanding suffering. A lot of it's just internet suffering. Yeah, there's, there's gunshots, there's crime, there's murder, and there's stuff going on. But it's not like the suffering of old where they drag you out by your head, rape your wife in front of you, and sell your kids into slavery. Hello? You haven't suffered. So we are like the biggest spoiled brats of all time to complain and whine about anything. In the diaspora of the first century, Every, you know, if you became a Christian, you'd lose your Roman citizenship. They, they could come and take your wife, and she's now my wife, my slave, my sex slave. They would do that. They would take your kids and sell them into slavery. You lost all your rights if you were a first century Christian, if you were a Roman, if you are a Greek. Do you understand? That's what you signed up for. And we go like, oh, they said something nasty at school today because I'm a Holy Spirit Christian. Right? You're lucky you're not a child slave if you want to be real. And that, that will help us get out of our spoiled brat American idolatry because a lot of us are totally spoiled rotten and have it better than kings did just 300 years ago. It's accurate. That helps you stay on dialysis. That helps you stay connected to the cross so there's no self-pity there's no whining, murmuring. Remember the Bible says that they murmured in the wilderness? It's like, dude, you just came out of the slave master's whip. You had to build bricks out of mud for 16 hours a day on meager rations in the blistering sun under flies. And now you're complaining out here when you took all their gold. You got food raining from heaven. And that the fresh, it's called the bread of angels in Psalms. So you're eating the bread of angels, and it wasn't enough. Give us meat. So while the quail was still in their mouth, God said a destroyer. Because they're complaining, murmuring. And if God has that standard back then, which was pretty intense, don't think that his personality has changed with you or me. He's not a bad God. He's a good God. But he disciples those he loves one thing you constantly deal with in first world nations, you know, I can't say just first world because I deal with the same stuff in third world nations, is total spoiled brats. And it's horrible and it fights all spiritual growth. And to be a disciple, you have to get that out of your system. You ha That's how you get so grateful. It's like, oh my God, I just, my life is just nothing without him. 
And so the penetration of the nails of his cross, because remember, the gospel is the nails, the overcomer's gifts are the nails, the crown of thorns becomes the crown of life. What was painful turns into purposeful, what was painful turns into pleasure. What was previously painful turns into ecstasies. So the reason why we experience continuous ecstasies is because we've allowed all the painful dead things, not all, but a lot of them, so we live in constant ecstasies. There's still all kinds of areas, but I was talking today with our friend here, and 12 years ago in community, I was dealing with adultery. I was dealing with wife swapping. I was dealing with uh, drugs and alcohol. Oh, just overt drugs and alcohol, uh, heroin addicts. And so that level of refinement in the early days of Red Letter Ministries is at a totally different level of refinement now in 2020 compared to 2008, 2009. It's night and day, night and day. The refinement grows and we're still dealing with tremendous refinement in this community, but at a completely higher level than you could ever imagine to what it was back in 2008 and 2009 where it was like <laughs> fresh needles out of your arms people in community I had, you know guys coming in living in my community that had quit heroin that day and had to lock them in the basement for two weeks and they've been heroin addicts for a long time and heroin cookers and so we'd read them the book of John and just kind of nourish them it was like deathbed ministries um, now we're dealing with like just deep things inside the heart <laughs> you're dealing with a lot of pride a lot of lust but the level of refinement is thousands and thousands of times higher and more excellent than just the overt darkness sin you know just pulling big snakes out of them they're just huge obvious sins and so we still have people like that at a distance, but the refinement of the core in the community, the 72, the 12, the 3, and the 1, is thousands and thousands of times more refined. That's called going from glory to glory, and it's the sanctification. And you deal with every single thing of Satan and his angels in the blood, in the heart, in the mind, and in the bones, with the Word of God and the Spirit of God and the water of God and the blood of God and the fire of God and all the elements of the glory, the cloud and the angels of God to raise the standard continuously, glory to glory in the Isaiah 35 highway of holiness until the Bible says there is no unclean thing. Hallelujah. You know, that's the river of life. What is the highway of holiness? It's the river through the Broadway of the city. It's crystal clear and sparkling. It's like all gold. It's all kingdom. Your whole mind is kingdom. You're not dealing with the huge sin you used to deal with. It's like just much smaller sin. So get a grid for the river of his blood transforming your life. The refinement grows seven times, meaning it's a progressive sanctification. Not one time, two time, three time. Wisdom doesn't build her three pillars. She doesn't build her five, six, seven. So it's a progressive building, growing, washing, sanctification, even if you're in the glory. There's 30-fold glory, people. That's kind of like what's out there in the charismatic church. It's true. That's about accurate. What the public God TV level charismatic glory stream is about 30-fold. And I would say it's 30-fold water, 30-fold fire, and 30-fold blood is extremely rare that'd be very fringe 
glory stream ministry. That's very accurate. There's 60-fold water, 60-fold fire, and 60-fold blood. You're not allowed in the charismatic church at those levels. You're in home churches. And that's where a lot of you are kind of progressing from, that you've left the 30-fold and you're into the 60-fold. 100-fold is completely other. You start in the 100-fold water. 100-fold is you are enthroned in Zion. 100-fold is a level of sanctification and refinement of justification, sanctification, glorification, where it's like every area of your life has glory in it. Every area of your soul, you leave your house, everywhere you go is glory to glory. It's Isaiah 61. It's treading upon the high places, eating the inheritance of Jacob. It is written. So there isn't an area of your life where there's thorns and thistles. All areas of all the movement of your body in the natural realm have abundant fruitfulness in it and almost no one on the planet's there and that's just the water realm we're going to go into hundredfold fire realms and hundredfold wine realms and the hundredfold wine realm is the promised land that's the house of wine that's where god will establish his throne on earth and it's only in the blood realm that you have the transfer of glory honor power wisdom might dominion finances not the fire realm. So you have to go from glory to glory constantly. Do, don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season it will produce a harvest. Okay? So people want to not wait for harvest, and they burn out. And like, I can't wait anymore. I'm just going to go get a job. I'm just, I just give up. This is too hard. The training's too hard. Listen, the hardness of it is the hardness of your heart. The hardness of it is the amount of the fallen angels still influencing your blood because your brain is connected to the bloodlines of the mouth of the red dragon. Circumcision of the heart. Hot topic. Is your brain connected to a different heart? It's called the heart of God, the heart of Jesus. We ask Jesus into my heart. Whoa, now what? So my brain is connected to his blood the issue is can you get your brain out of every other type of blood all that blood together is the river Nile so that's how you have 30 30 fold River Jordan Ezekiel 47 tells you the same thing ankle deep got your toes in the water it's called getting born again knee deep waist deep and then there is a point in the river that no man could cross. <laughs> I love how it says cross. These are the stages of the cross, of the river of blood. Garden, Calvary, and the cross. Eden, Zion, and the throne. Outer court, inner court, holy place. This is the expanding kingdom of heaven jesus didn't even say anything lower than 30 fold meaning the standard was the sweat of the garden which is water and the pressure and the blood extreme external things that come upon you in the natural dimension to produce the life of eden so this pressure is not Satan. A lot of times it's maybe God using his devil. 
But anything that ever comes upon you in your life that you're wrestling against is only because of God. You understand that? And if you're an inward Christian and not an external false Christian, you can use it for good. It'll all work for good for those who love him. What did he say? You only love me if you yada me in the heart. So nothing works for good for external Christians. It's all sorcery. That's why they just make up so much theology because they're not even in New Covenant Christianity. They're still in Old Covenant Christianity, which they'd be lucky if they make it into heaven. Jesus said it started in the 30-fold realm. It starts in the garden. starts in the blood. starts in the sweat. starts in the water. And it will progress into Calvary, 60-fold, and the cross, which is 100-fold. In every stage of spiritual growth, in everything in your life, when it comes upon you, you have to understand the sovereignty of God. Listen. The devil that was sent to Job was sent from God. Why? God allows the testing. Well, Jesus said the same thing in the New Testament for those that are struggling right now. Satan will send some of you to prison for 10 days, endure to the end, and I will give you the conqueror's crown of life. Jesus Christ, Red Letters, Book of Revelation. Whoa, that's like even worse than Job. Hmm. <laughs> What does it mean? It's dealing with everything that's in you. The reason why Satan has to put some of you in prison is because so much of what's in your life is from the red dragon. And you are totally clueless to it. And you think it's from God. The blessings. My spouse. I mean, what apostle didn't lose his spouse in the Bible? They all, every single one. We have lost our wives. Our, we've left our wives. We've left... Our children, we've left our businesses to follow you, Lord Jesus. And Jesus said, yes, you did. So you have hundredfold in this life and in the one to come. I mean, that's like basic discipleship stuff in the Bible if we read it. <laughs> if you want to be a real disciple, you actually are going to go through the stuff that they went through completely and totally in 2020. And so if you want to be real, it costs you everything. That's why you get so few of them. They're like, oh no, this is what God has given me. How can you get a person to let go when they think every, everything in their life is from God? And God wants to upgrade everything in your life. God wants to upgrade everything. Behold, I make all things new. Well, well he doesn't upgrade your spouse. If your spouse doesn't grow with you, guaranteed he will. Not a question about it. Two will be sleeping in bed, one will be taken, one remain. Jesus Christ, red letters. That will freak out the American church because you are in blood covenant, half of you, to an unequally yoked unbeliever and you think it's God. No, the unequaled yoke of the false spouse of the flesh of the curse of the law is the number one destroyer of Christian destinies for 2,000 years. And you still don't get it. You're still justifying it like... Oh, it's an eternal covenant. Half your marriages, God doesn't even see as marriages. You have to be married in spirit. Why? God is spirit. If they're not in the spirit, where are they? Adam, Eve, where are you? I can't see you. Oh, they're outside the spirit? God doesn't even see the marriage if the person's not in the spirit, according to the Bible. 
what are we doing killing ourselves is what we're doing so instead of killing ourselves in total foolishness we need to resurrect we need wisdom and our lives do depend on it this is dialysis these are the words in the dialysis machine when you go and get plugged up and get your blood changed they'll put the nutrients in there man you look like you're vitamin d deficient shoot it into the machine now you got your vitamin d you need vitamin c don't want to catch a cold what do they do they inject it into the tube and it's in the blood on the dial any vitamin any deficiency they check every single thing in the whole blood what are those nutrients the words of god especially these severe ones that you really need to transfuse your blood because you're destroying your lives by having the words of the enemy especially religious filthy reptilian words in your blood that you think are from god because it's called the curse of the law legalism religion people that continuously contradict the word of grace and bring the legalistic word of the fallen angel the serpent in the garden and then look like man i'm quoting scripture out of context like a demon horrible false teachers have it the worst the most demonized people on earth what are the false teachers ones that fill your blood with words you want to hear itching gospels itching words give me that i need that word into my blood to justify my situation to make me feel good you need the word of god to save you from every other word in the garden remember it was the word of the serpent that pulled them out of the glory that caused their blood to die and the blood progressively died until the blood could only sustain you for 72 years because there was so little life in the human bloodlines there used to be so much life in the blood you'd live 980 years the life is in the blood the length of life of your life on planet earth is in your blood right now and unless you change the words in your blood to the words of the living father you will surely die prematurely behold life and death are presented to you today choose life that you may live and in hearing the words of god do not harden your hearts like the israelites of old who died because they wouldn't let the words give them a blood change that ain't coming into my heart i'm gonna protect all my stubbornness and brick building <laughs> i'm gonna protect egypt in my blood you understand that's what they did that's why they died they were protecting egypt was in their blood 400 years had put every single crocodile of the nile into israel and moses great exodus led them across the red sea had to be dialysis and then the crystal clear sparkling river of the jordan but they were not willing to change the words in their hearts from the words of egypt to the words of zion and so they died and the generation after them changed the words in their blood and little by little for thousands and thousands of years men and women have allowed god's word to enter their rivers of their bloodlines 
until a people come in a far off and remote generation that allow all the Father's truth to be their very heart. And guess what happens then? You get enthroned with the Lamb. You become the bride of the Lamb, the bride of the Christ, the bride of the cross. The bride of Christ is only the bride married to the cross, which is the Lamb. Look and behold the wife of the Lamb. What does wife of the Lamb think? We got all this nice stuff with wedding dresses and fa la 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 la. It means you're married to the cross. Wife of Lamb. Lamb only is a reference to the cross. It means you're married to the top of the mountain of Calvary. And that's all that's in your heart. Just the blood of Jesus is pouring out of you. If you're the bride of the Lamb, that means the same amount of the blood of Jesus that's coming from His throne is coming out of your heart right now. So check your marriage covenant. Are you married to the Lamb? Are you married to the cross? And how much of His blood is currently pumping through yours? Are you married to His bloodline? Wife of the Lamb. You can't be married to anything else. Anything else is a curse. <laughs> Only He is a blessing. Only He has rewards. Only the riches are transferred to the Lamb, which means the cross. Not to the fire realm, not to the water realm. Only the blood realm, the wine realm. So if you settle for those lower levels of sanctification, you'll not see the scriptures work in your life. And that's how we come up with all kinds of bad teachings and theologies all over the world. They weren't willing to go any further in their blood. They weren't willing to become the bride of the Lamb married to the cross. But mommy, but me, I don't want to. I don't like that. That's not my style. That's not my culture. It makes me uncomfortable. And so every thought and intention of your heart is judged by the cross. Satan is defeated on the cross. And we think, oh, fallen angels out there. <clears throat> fallen angels in your blood. Your blood, human being, is the river of the red dragon. Just like heaven is only in you, hell is only in you. And so you get so fake after you get born again that you don't deal with hell in you. You just want the fluffy heaven stuff in you. And that's why we don't have much glory and much power and authority. Because we just want the external fluff and we don't want the internal cross. Listen, the glory of God will pour out of your heart to the measure of the expansion of the cross of Christ crucified in the center of your heart. The morning star rising in your heart is the cross rising in your heart. And you and your blood and your brain and your bones dying on the cross. Whoa, sounds bad. It's the glory of God. I preach Christ and Him crucified. I want to know nothing amongst you except Christ and Him crucified. And people are so scared of the cross in the glory, in the 30-fold glory that is a lot of us, that we still are like, oh, no, resurrection only. Resurrection glory, oh my, because you're scared of the cross, you're scared of Calvary, you're scared of Gethsemane actually being pressed in your life because you're so exceedingly deceived and still have fear of death in you and still have idolatry. Listen, 
The Garden of Gethsemane is the Garden of Eden for anyone mature in Christ. Calvary is Mount Zion. It will always be. This will never change. God has hidden the promised land in the passion of the Christ in the stages of the cross. So that the most painful external is all glorified and becomes the most pleasurable internal for those who really know him. That know his garden. That know Gethsemane. Gethsemane is such a painful place of suffering. You clearly have not spent much time there. <laughs> no, the stuff that suffers there is the stuff of Satan that's still in you. Satan is coming in your garden of Gethsemane. Does he have anything in you? Oh, he has so much. And that's why we got to go into prison 10 days and endure to the end. If you want to be in leader, a leader in leadership, there's no question about being thrown into Daniel's lion den. <laughs> David's cave. They're throwing spears at David. I'm the anointed. Don't you know I'm so anointed? How dare you? all these people misunderstand me and put me in caves and prisons and jail cells. Paul and Silas in jail. I'm going to put all my leaders in prisons to test you. What? You're testing your blood because the part of entering the Garden of Eden is Satan coming in the Garden of Gethsemane. That is so good. People avoid it because they don't want to change and so we fake it. They're not even 30-fold. You understand that? Those that don't allow Satan to sift them in the Garden are not even 30-fold Christians and that's the truth. Because the Garden of Gethsemane is the outer court of the Kingdom of Heaven. Calvary is the inner court of the Kingdom of Heaven. You got to go through the Garden to get to the mountain. This is the Promised Land and the only thing being removed from you is stuff that belongs to the devil. So we got to get real. And oh my gosh, everything in your life will be rearranged, especially your thoughts and your judgments towards others. You'll never think that way again. You'll never have those thoughts. Why? Because of what it costs you to live in the garden. What it costs you to get to Calvary. To get to carry your cross. No one can be my disciple unless they pick up their cross and follow me. Jesus Christ said it numerous times. <laughs> That's just the mountain, guys. Oh, it's a mountain. Listen, what is the, the cross is the portal of the glory, man. What kind of sick religious demon do you have? Do you understand that the cross is the portal of the river? You are, the pain is just the removal of your sinful nature. It turns all into wine. He turns your water into wine. He turns your pain into pleasure. He turns Gethsemane into Eden Calvary into Zion, he turns the cross into the throne of the Lamb. What it looks like is you defeating all the spiritual enemies of Jesus in the natural dimension because you're changing your bloodlines to his bloodlines. And because we haven't been fully assimilated into the tree of his blood life, we have suffering in this world. But be of good cheer, he has overcome the world. As long as you stay connected to his cross, his sweat and his blood in the garden. All the stages. And they get richer and richer. And now you have a blueprint and a grid 
to operate in the kingdom of heaven and to help other Christians come into the promised land. I tell you the truth. The promised land is Gethsemane, Calvary, and the cross. Every place that he shed blood is the house of wine. Jesus grew from water to fire to blood. So do you. You grow, it started out in water. Jordan started in natural water. He had a natural baptism. Then he had a spiritual baptism right afterwards when he came out of the water. Same moment. Then he grew in fire. Then he grew in wine. And the wine that he was experiencing inside, God made him share his wine, share his blood. And the sprinkling of the blood and the shedding of the blood for the remission of sin. That's the shedding of the blood for the remission of sin is the scourging of the cat of nine tails on his back. And by his stripes we were healed. That's Calvary. Sprinkling of the blood is Gethsemane. Sweating blood just barely coming out. But that still opens up Eden. That's all you need to go into Eden. That's all you need for the outer court is the sprinkling of Gethsemane. Calvary, it's a little more intense. The cross, there's rivers. So that becomes the torrents of the river of life of his blood. The more you progress in the promised land, that's only in the perfection of his 33rd year. So you could say Jesus' first year was water ministry, second year fire ministry, third year blood ministry as he was growing in apostolic and prophetic ministry into the promised land. And when the blood was spilt, the father said, that's perfect. Now come right up back, up into heaven. He's still there. So that the whole promised land of his blood was already spilt in the earth naturally to be manifest by the Holy Ghost into your blood to come into those realms. And those are the realms we've entered this season, the realms of blood. And it's going to get so good. This is the wine of Solomon, guys. This is Solomon 3.0 wine realm. <laughs> There's no comparison this week to the blood realm compared to last season's fire realm. It appears as if I wasn't even saved. Compared to a year ago in the water realm, when we're doing the love glory stuff, it's like... I don't even know what that creature was back then, but that was hundredfold water. I mean, the glory, the signs, the wonders, the prophetic experiences were nonstop. It was, you, you don't understand though. There's nothing like the blood of Jesus, the wonder working power. We sing these songs. Now we're going to experience it. We're going to experience what Song of Solomon 2.4 actually is coming into the house of the blood of the lamb. And we're going to start in the garden. And move through Calvary and it's all glorified. This is the new Jerusalem in his blood. This is the Garden of Eden outside the city in his blood. This is the throne of God, the source of the blood. And as you drink the blood, you'll grow from glory to glory. Water, fire, blood, 30, 60, 100. Until you're in the 100 blood then and only then are you in the promised land it's all dimensional and it's all real and the Holy Spirit will teach you and the Holy Spirit will illuminate these words to have prophetic experiences continuously until all these words I've spoken to you today become your physical realities and your mind lives in the promised land 
of his new wine. In Jesus' mighty name. Where you sow, you will grow. Sow into the hundredfold blood realm of the cross. Take up an offering today and know that you are giving to the cross. You are putting your finances not at the feet of the apostles, but at the feet of his cross, right into the hundredfold blood realm of the throne of the Lamb. That's where financial partnership should be given because where you sow, you grow. Where you sow, you go. In all giving in the whole world, you need to understand that. We need to be sowing into the hundredfold blood realm of the cross. Otherwise, we'll never go there and we'll be content in just way lesser glory that is not where the Father wants us to be. So, Heavenly Father, I pray you would speak to everyone what they can give into the cross of Jesus, into the throne of the Lamb, the riches that must transfer into this hundredfold blood realm right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak to each and every heart here and be very clear. And let them see their growth into the cross, into the house of wine. Let it be real to them. In Jesus' mighty name. Be blessed as you give. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.